Please bow with me in prayer. Lord, take my lips and speak through them. Take our minds and think through them. Take our hearts, set them on fire with love for your Son, Jesus Christ, in whose name we pray. Amen. Please be seated. Happy Easter to you. Thank you very much. It's a great day, isn't it? So far, so good. A little bit of traffic, maybe. And uh, y'all look pretty good, too. Dressed up for Easter. It's nice. And I think most of you probably even want to be here. I wouldn't say all of you. I said that at last service, and someone said, a couple kids said, not really. But it's a great day. Easter is a great day. And it's one of those days we consider the high point of the year. But the reality is most of us are familiar with the story. Most of us know the story of Jesus being born and then Jesus walking the face of the earth three years and then Jesus suffering and this week being the passion and then he rose again from the dead. Most of us are familiar with this story. And so sometimes it gets lost on us. The impact is lost. You know, something that we hear referred to when we come to worship anyway in the Eucharist. And the reality is because of our day-to-day lives, the whole point of the cross and the resurrection, that is that the Holy Spirit would have power in our life to transform us, that we would live for Him is lost on us because of our day-to-day lives, because of the busyness of our lives, because of the stresses and strains and threats that we face all the time. But the story of Easter loses its impact because it's not just meant to be something we remember one day or that we recall periodically, but rather a story that because it's told, because it's real for our lives, has an impact on our lives, and we are transformed by it. Because there's power in the resurrection. There's power in the cross. And sometimes we lose sight of that. You know, the news, we hear the news all the time. And because we hear the news all the time, sometimes we get deadened to what's going on. And that's also true of the news of Easter. In fact, sometimes, and maybe even for some of you, it's just not real. It's a myth, or it's a story, or it's a fable. But even if it is real, it's not real for you. It's not real in your day-to-day life. It might be real right now as you're experiencing Easter because you're thinking about it and you're immersed in the moment, but you walk out and you leave and there's little left that's residual in your life about the story and the power of Easter. 
Because Easter is, as we say, not only news, but it's good news. It's what the word gospel means. It is good news that's meant to be for our lives, that transforms our lives. And we begin to experience and live into the power of God. But what happens is we succumb to the power of the world. That's what happens. The call of the world and success to be busy, to be important, to be worldly, to live in the comforts of the world and the security of the world and what the world has to offer. And we forget that really God's about transformation of life and eternal life. It's not just designed for this world. And unfortunately, what happens is we allow this world to squeeze out what God's design is. The power of the cross and the power of the resurrection. The media tends to do that. Over the past couple of months, I've been listening to commercials that really have messages that I think we can change the messages so that when we hear them can actually remind us and have an impact on our lives. I really do. In fact, some of the advertisements are over the edge. And probably some of you have some examples. I ended up fixing on three. Three advertisements that we can take and we can just... I'm going to give you a subliminal message is what I'm going to do. That's really what I'm going to do. But I'm not going to do it so subtly. That when you hear these commercials, I want you to shift your thinking. That's really what I want to do. And the first one, some of you can quote, after I say the first, the first two words, some of you can quote the famous line from it. Life alert. Help. I've fallen, and I can't get out. There you go. Life alert. Help, I've fallen, and I can't get up. And you know what that makes me think? By the way, I'm not slamming life alert. Don't misunderstand. I think life alert is a good product. But it got me thinking. Let me tell you why it got me thinking. Because it made me think how much... And maybe I'm conscious of it because I also visit hospitals. And I see what people go through. How much time, focus, resources we invest in life in this world. Just life. Think about insurance. Think about pharmaceutical companies. Think about hospitals. Think about health care. Think about research. Think about life support and how expensive all of those are and how much attention that gets in our lives. That we spend so much time focused on health and health issues. Life issues. Life and death issues. And we invest so much of our resources in that as well as our time that sometimes we lose sight of God's design for what life is to be and how life is to be lived. 
Sometimes we get so invested in living this life that we forget about eternal life. God's design for our lives in the first place. He created us. He has a design for us. Living life His way is the best way to live. I've come that you might have life and have it abundantly. And we lose sight of that because we are so focused on the physical realm, the physical world, the physical reality. The comfort, the security, the fun. All of the things that this world offers us. We get caught up in. And God's design is so much more for us. He made us. He knows what's best for us. And yet we allow the world to pull us away from that. To live for this world instead of for Him. And that's what advertisements by and large do to us. You know the reality is? The reality is everyone in here is going to die. Aren't you glad you came today? Everyone in here is going to die. How much are you investing in your eternal life? How much time and attention, focus and energy? How much are you really focused on that? You know, Jesus gave a foreshadowing of his own resurrection. When he raised Lazarus from the dead, you know what? Lazarus died again. He's not around anymore. Because Jesus gave a foreshadowing. When Jesus died and rose again, he never died again physically. Because he wanted to show that he had power over sin, power over death. At one point in his ministry, you can see this in Luke chapter 5, earlier in Luke's gospel, Jesus encounters a lame man. He has his pallet next to him. Jesus says to the man, your sins are forgiven. And all those religious types around him said, only God forgives sin. And Jesus countered by saying, so that you know that I have power over sin. Rise, take up your pallet, and walk. And he healed the man. Once again, the physical foreshadowing the spiritual reality as to why Jesus came. Why did Jesus come? He came to deal with our problem, which is sin. The problem that leads to death, and not only death, but eternal death. Eternal separation from God. Because that's what sin is, really, is separation from God. That's why He came. And these little things that happen in our lives, throughout our lives, daily, want to erode and eat away from that promise that He makes, that focus that He gives, the power of the cross and the resurrection. And it's lost to us. Now, when you hear life alert, I want you to think eternal life. And when you hear the phrase, help, I've fallen, I want you to think 
the fall is really about sin. And sin is separation from God. I can't get up. That is, we need a Savior. Because we can't save ourselves. We are not here to save ourselves. Because we can't be good enough. We're imperfect. We fall short. And that's why God sent a Savior. Otherwise, Jesus didn't need to go to the cross. Help, I've fallen and I can't get up. But the power of the cross and the power of the resurrection is here to lift us up. To lift us up beyond ourselves, beyond life, beyond life in this world, unto eternal life for Him. The second ad. Ram truck. Engineered to move heaven and earth. Give me a break. You know, the reality is, I don't think that God really cares about a ram truck. You know what I do think? I think he cares about the ad. Because let me tell you something. A ram truck could have rolled the stone away. Okay? But the ram truck could not have resurrected Jesus from the dead. Right? And the Ram truck is going to die. I've owned enough cars. I know. And the Ram truck may change your life temporarily. But it's short-lived. And it's not going to change your life eternally. Trust me. What is this that a Ram truck is going to move heaven and earth? John's Gospel at the beginning says, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. And we're told in the creation story that God spoke. He said, Let there be light, and there was light. God's power in creation is the Word of God. That's Jesus Christ. And the Word of God became flesh so that we might be transformed, and earth as we know it in our lives can be changed. So that we might begin to understand the promise of heaven. And how that breaks into our world. Jesus can change heaven and earth. By the cross and the resurrection, Jesus has changed heaven and earth. And when he comes again, we are told that there will be a new heaven and a new earth. Because of Jesus Christ. So when you hear ram truck, I want you to think lamb of God. That's what I want you to think. This third ad. You know, the second ad, I kind of did this just a little bit. Just a little tick. Okay? The third ad really got me. In fact, that's why you're getting this sermon. The third ad, I was driving down the road. And typically when I'm doing these short little jaunts, I just leave it on 
uh, sports talk radio just to see what's going on and catch up and all that. And it used to be ESPN 102.1, and recently CBS took it over. Now, here's the new ad. This station is the ultimate power in the universe. You know, I know this is over, overused. Really? <coughs> I am sitting in my car. And I said, you have got to be kidding me. The ultimate power. What are they saying? What are they thinking? I'd love to sit down and talk to the guy who marketed that. What are you thinking? The ultimate power in the universe? Is it media is the ultimate power? Is it entertainment? Is it sports? Is that the ultimate? You know, think about it for a second, though. Again. How much entertainment or media or sports and take over your life. I love sports. Don't get me wrong. But it can take over your life and the focus of your life. I see it. People who play sports instead of being in worship, I see it. People who go to sporting events at the exclusion of worship, I see it. You want to talk about money? I heard, I heard when I was listening that so many work hours are being lost during March because of March madness that it gets into, listen, the billions of dollars because of the distraction, because of the time, because of bracketology, because of watching the NCAA tournament. Billions of... That's not even counting, I might add, the tickets and the travel and the television and the advertisements and the betting. How much focus do we give to that stuff? I like sports. I might even say... In some way, I love sports. And I enjoy entertainment. And I participate in the media. I listen. I watch. But when we allow that part of the world to encroach on our lives... You know, I hear people say all the time, I don't have time to read my Bible and spend time in prayer half an hour, an hour a day. Really? How much time do you spend watching television or on the computer searching websites or being entertained. It's a matter of priorities. The ultimate power of the universe is God. Trust me. He's the one that made it. 
the ultimate power of the universe to transform you and transform your eternal destiny is the cross and the resurrection. That's the power. And how often we get distracted by the world and the things of the world and the busyness and success and all that the world has to offer, including temptation, I might add, that draw us away from God's desire for our lives. The ultimate power. Who or what has power in your life? Do you realize that you most likely give whatever it is that power? Scripture talks about being a slave to sin. Because we seek after. We give it that power. We give anything in our lives power. And then we say, oh, I'm too busy. Or I've got this going on. Instead of allowing the power of God by the power of the Holy Spirit because of the power of the cross and the resurrection to change our lives. That's God's desire. And we lose sight of it. You know, there's nothing wrong per se with life alert, ram trucks, or listening to sports talk radio. There really isn't. In fact, there's a lot of things in our world that are okay or even good that God has allowed us to enjoy. It's when we allow Him to be squeezed out. Did you catch the line in Luke's Gospel? Why are you searching for the living amongst the dead? You know the reality is that we're seeking life amongst that which is perishing around us ultimately. That which is temporal, temporary, and will die. As will we. That's what we're seeking. The living, the life, amongst that which is perishing and dead. That's why Jesus came to go to the cross so that we don't have to suffer eternal death. Separation from God. Powerlessness in this life but rather came so that we might understand the fullness of life that He offers. The life that really, ultimately, we want, filled with His love, filled with love around us, filled with joy, filled with peace, because we're His and because His Holy Spirit is in operation in our lives. That's what He's after. How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and power. That was in Acts chapter 10. And everyone who believes in Him receives forgiveness of sin through His name. That's what we're after. That this sin, whatever it is that would separate us from God, whatever focus in our lives that would draw us away from Him, whatever would draw His power or rob us of His power, the power of the cross and the resurrection, we must lose our focus on that. That's what Easter is really about. It's the power of the resurrection to change your life. It's the power of the resurrection to change your priorities, your focus. Life alert. Eternal life. By the Lamb of God. 
who has the ultimate power. Let me close by reading to you from Romans chapter 12, one of my favorite verses in the Bible. I appeal to you, therefore, brothers and sisters, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies as a living sacrifice, your bodies. Because much like the lame man in the pallet, much like Lazarus, this is a foreshadowing. How we use our time, our resources, our energy that reveals our hearts and our souls. And that's why we present our bodies. Present your bodies as a living sacrifice. Holy and acceptable to God, which is your spiritual worship. See how those are connected? Your spiritual worship is connected what you do with this. Do not be conformed to this world. There it is. But be transformed by the renewing of your minds, that you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. That's what he wants for you. Not just when you show up for Easter. Not just even when you show up for Sundays. He wants that every day in your life by the power of the cross and the power of the resurrection. Please bow with me in prayer. Lord, the media, the world, we give it such power over our lives. We slowly succumb to the temptation, to the draw, to be important or successful, to be comfortable or have fun. And we lose abundant life. And even eternal life. Lord, I pray this day that you would open our eyes to see and our ears to hear what you have for us. That you are the one who has power for life and power for eternal life. That you alone have our security in mind. Our best in mind. Help us to find that abundant life through the power of your Spirit, through the power of the cross and the power of the resurrection, this day and every day, until we see you face to face. And we pray this in Jesus' name.